You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Wake Up Tucson show, 1030 The Voice. Local news and talk. Thanks to U.S. Congressman David Schweikert and Andy Biggs for being here earlier in the show. Uh, we're going to get to uh, our... He's going to be uh, hosting uh, Speaker McCarthy, Juan Siscomani, and a few others coming up soon. It's uh, rancher John Ladd from NACO. John, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning to you, too. Thanks for having me. Um Give us the uh, the basics of uh, the Ladd Family Ranch. How long has it been there? How long have you been working it? How many generations or lads are working this thing? Well, it's, uh, we're 127 years. Uh, I'm fourth generation, and we raise beef cattle. Nice. Who's living and working on the, on the ranch? Well, my dad's still alive. He's 96. God bless and him. And then, uh, yeah. And my wife and I and our oldest son. Gotcha. And what kind of cattle operation do you guys work there? Well, we have a crossbreed herd, and it we're raising beef, and uh, oh, we predominantly red Angus bulls on crossbreed cows. Gotcha. I also noticed uh, that you're in Northern Arizona. You went to Northern NAU for a few years, so I don't know if you graduated yeah. by. Uh, I am a uh, lumber, <laughs> lumberjack myself. All right. Well, my wife is, and two of our boys are. So, well, yeah, go lumberjacks. It's good to see something good coming out of that school. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you're going to have uh, Juan and uh, Speaker McCarthy and a few folks coming to visit you today. What's uh, yes, sir. When's that happening? Well, I'm not quite sure yet because of the sensitivity of oh, it. Oh, gotcha. But, uh, All right, so later today sometime. Sometime today, yeah, I'll get a call and then I'll meet up with them. And, uh, I'm I'm really impressed with not only Juan Siscomani, but the speaker for coming down. I, you know, we haven't had any representation down here for oh, four years probably from Washington. Uh, before that, we had pretty good events and congressmen coming but it just fell apart the last four years and then now all of a sudden you know i'm i'm hoping this is a new republican group coming in and maybe we'll get something done so what's the what's the current state of the border right now john in your world what what's you know what what's going on compared to the the previous four years but where where are we at right now well the I'll just say it's out of control, um, and the part of the problem is the Biden administration has hamstrung Border Patrol, and they're they're taking all of our agents from here at NACO and sending them to Tucson to process the thousand a day of the the asylum seekers coming from Yuma. So we have half of the agents that we normally have, and it isn't enough. And and so we're probably between a thousand and twelve hundred a month illegals through just our ranch. Um, that that's what's going on here. What um so over the years of having people basically invade your land, uh, what 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 are what are the what are the negative effects that you guys have suffered 
as citizens, not just the fear that you you don't know who's coming through your through your land, but what, what, what's what's the what's the effects on the on the lad family and the biz? Well, the the first thing is, you know, and we've we've got eight miles of the thirty foot wall, Trump's wall, and we've got two and a half miles of the eighteen foot wall, which is Obama's wall. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, that was the last thing he did when he was in office. But anyway, without any border patrol on the border, they they're climbing it and cutting it, or they're coming because there's nobody at the border. But when they get in on the ranch, that the cattle are moving around because they're coming through and, you know, you sell by the pound when we go to market. But then in the meantime, they're, they're cutting my interior fences because they can't climb through them. They'll just cut them. And then they're, they're breaking into my water line. I've, I've got 19 miles of pipeline on the ranch and, so I'm losing a lot of water because they come try and get a drink out of it, cut it, break it, poke a hole in it, and uh, that that's the biggest thing. Uh, just a lot of maintenance. Fifty uh, percent of my time is checking fences and waters. What about some ranchers report about having some of the more kind of cartel drug runners with ATVs and stuff? Do you experience that on your ranch? Not what, and we have, but our. Cochise County Sheriff Mark Daniels has a border interdiction team that um, he has stopped the dope on our ranch um, and our county attorney. And <clears throat> prosecuting, that that was a very simple thing, is enforce the law. If you get caught with drugs, you're going to go to prison. And that's what happened. So it can be done, but we're, we're still getting people at, you know around the clock. It's amazing because we live in Pima County with a, a sheriff and a uh, county attorney who has no interest doing what Mark Daniels and your county attorney is doing. So two different you worlds. Got it. Yep, that, you, you, that's a good point. That It's it just 180-degree attitude. Um, well, the, the drugs were the, the biggest threat to us. Um, and like I said, it's been five years since we've had any dope at all. And then the, the Border Patrol, is. we've got some technology around our headquarters here from Border Patrol that has deterred them from coming to the houses. Uh, and I, I get along good with Border Patrol. My hat's off to them. I, uh, you know, they, they are a stepchild to Washington. That's my opinion. So probably about two or three years ago, I was with Andy Biggs, and he was bringing a bunch of freshman Republicans to do the border tour. And I remember having, I don't know if you were there, because there was lots of the ranchers from southern Arizona. We were at Dan Bell's eating dinner, and there was a bunch of ranchers telling their story. And I remember the question I asked when it came around to me, and I'll ask you the same question, is you guys have been visited by Congress people, senators, all these bureaucrats right? You keep telling yep. the stories of woe, but nothing changes. Is that a true statement or am I overselling it? Nope, you're right on. Uh, and I, I think the world of Andy Biggs, um, and I think he's been trying. But the fact is that the border is not about immigration. The border is about smuggling, and smuggling relates to power and money. And 
when you follow the money, what's coming in from the border, and it, it'll go throughout the U.S. So what's your uh, per, 100% hope that this would change to 0% that you think it will never change? Where's John's lad's hopes that uh, the federal government will finally do the right thing? Well, uh, Donald Trump's policies on the border, it, it was tolerable. Right. And the, the biggest thing was the stay in Mexico policy for asylum. Yep. Correct. Yeah, it, it's it's that simple. And then the the second part, and, and this is my opinion, but we need to have a legitimate work system uh, program, however you want to call it. And you know, e-verify and all that crap, it, 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 that doesn't work. And the quotas, I think, are sufficient. But uh, you know, America is dependent on this labor, the cheap labor, um, but. If you had those two things, and then if you ignored the stay in Mexico program, put them in jail. Right. Um, you, you broke the law. We we had you know everybody says change the immigration law. No, just enforce them. And and they've never done that. Um, we have catch and release. We have all kinds of different giveaway systems for people to get in America illegally. And that's the problem. And, you know, now we're talking about millions of people in the last two years. What are we going to do with them? Where are they going to go? Now, you are right. Every rancher I've talked to on the southern border has said that the Trump four years were at least the most tolerable of the last 20. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Have you- I'm, I'm hopeful, and, you know, I, uh, I've never met the speaker, but I've known Juan Siscomani for a long time, and he understands what's going on. And and he he's sharp on the the value of the economy between Sonora and Arizona, and and I am too. Yeah, but no. we got to draw a line, and uh, that I believe that I don't know the other three that are coming, but um, I'm hoping this is the new Republicans that are going to get embedded in Washington. Well, I know, I know you're, I know you will knock their socks off when they get there. But um, one last question, mildly unrelated: the shooting that happened at that ranch in Keno Springs. What are you hearing? You hearing anything about that? Well, I yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know the man, but uh, what I know about it, uh, he's in a drug corridor, and he, he, um, and I don't believe he shot the guy. Uh, he, you know, I, I think he might have shot it over his head, or but he had a gun pointed at him from mules packing dope, and I think he just at the point he he's tired of it. Sure. Well, because they they arrested him and slapped a million dollar band bond on him really fast. So yeah, and I, I think that's part of the the mentality in Santa Cruz County, and they don't want to. Well, let the public know that, uh, you know, the, the rhetoric is Santa Cruz is the safest place in Arizona or the U.S., but the fact is they got a lot of problems going over there. All right, John Ladd. Well, thanks for thanks for calling in today. We'll talk again. I appreciated talking to you, and uh, have a, do, do a great job, as always, uh, with these uh, when these uh, city slickers come visit you later. You bet, and I appreciate you talking to me. All right, we'll do it again, my friend. Okay. Later, John. Take care. Bye. John Ladd, Bye. rancher in uh, Naco, Arizona.
Wow. A lot of, lot of nuggets of wisdom and truth in there. Uh, 16,400 acre ranch on the Arizona-Mexico border. Wake up to some, 10-third of the voice. Local news and local news and talk. Great song. Horrible movie except for walking. Mr. Bond. Wow! I'm swaying. We are definitely doing the roadie in August to see them in Vegas or Colorado. It's going to be our last shot to do it. So opening act is Sheik, who's one of their uh, kind of uh, influences. So you're on Wake Up Tucson. It's Duran Duran kind of Thursday. The curse does it again. He didn't make it. So we're still taking for the, the, the Cunningham part of Tucson that's falling apart on the east side. We call that Pablo Slovakia which is a Matt Neely bit of genius. So I didn't do this earlier. I forgot to. So right now, right now, Matt Neely is in the clubhouse at 12 under par, doing a beautiful job. Okay. So I just mentioned uh, Christopher Walken and the the view to a kill, right? And, of course, uh, he plays Max Zorin, right, a prodigy of the the Nazi... uh, Uberman uh, perfect human breeding genetics uh, uh, program uh, with Grandpa Nazi there as taking care of him. Uh, <laughs> the curse. Trio and Pima County are trying to get Zoran Industries to locate their great hydrostatic program under the cr- direction of Christopher Walken. <laughs> wow, Joe Snell. You're the guy who says chimichanga. Oh, boy. <laughs> I really did enjoy the interview with John Ladd. What's great about John being a ranch guy, it's no horse crap. He's just giving you the straight. Matt, what did you learn? We're going gonna, we're gonna, to we're gonna do our Jerry Springer moment now. What did Matt learn from our interview with Mr. Ladd. A couple things. Uh, first of all, for the second time this morning, <laughs> we were told that we have plenty of laws on the books. They're just not being enforced. So right. For the second time this morning, that was that point was reiterated. Um, board, the border is out of control. Direct quote. Correct. Okay? <laughs> and he said 50% of his time is spent on repairing broken fences and fixing broken water lines. Yeah, the water lines. You figure they got to be breaking that crap. He also said that uh, Cochise County Sheriff is giving help where he can uh, to stop all the drugs coming across his property. So Sheriff, so, Sheriff Daniels, who takes Stone Garden money, yeah. with a county attorney yes. who prosecutes. Correct. Right? John Ladd just said, remember he has 16,000 acres, that the county at- sheriff has, the, the crime has stopped on his, the drug crime has stopped on his ranch. The drug crime that the local print media tells us is non-existent except at the ports of entry. Correct. I want to emphasize that. Right. I mean, and that's why it was great that I had him ask. Great question, Chris. Well, thank you, Chris, uh, about the uh, legend in his own mind. And <laughs> while we're on the subject of things we've learned today, that for four years he had no federal attention. Right. Thank so, you, former congresswoman. So Ann Kirkpatrick, remember when she fell... The second time. And they said she had a drinking... She didn't have a drinking problem. That's horse crap. 
I think she had Alzheimer's or Parkinson's is what she's got. Okay. But when she fell the second time and she was near her house up by Cam- in Camelback area there, that's where she lived. Right? So then COVID made it even better. So go at, go ask Juan's, uh, Juan's group that had to go back into the office that's been closed since 2020. Right? The constituent services. Right? Okay. It's like going into uh, that uh, that uh, Inca Incan uh, temple that Indiana Jones got the fertility idol in the beginning of the movie, right? With all the dust, the dirt, and the webs. That was Ann Kirkpatrick's office, basically. It's so funny because to the local paper, they were Rick Renzi wasn't even our congressman, and they were so fixated. Oh, he really lives in Elgin, which he did. You right. know, I mean, <laughs> even though his district was the northeastern part of the state and Casa Grande and the eastern part, but uh, that that's true. But they always made an issue about it. They never, you know, you know that I'm giving you the naive Matt, but uh, they never made an issue about it with uh, Kirkpatrick, did they? No, she's their little their little darling, right? Again. The media sucks. Well, 90% of them. So when we come back, uh, I want to get to this Wall Street Journal article about uh, teen girls and what they're going through. And then Billy, uh, number one, our chief researcher, just sent me a great piece from Don Lemon's organization called The Surprising Reason Why You Aren't Guaranteed to See a Doctor When You Go to the ER. Hospital administrators, you suck again! Wake up. I am Damn notorious. 8.34 in the morning. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show. Duran Duran Thursday. Been a very busy show with the sports director, uh, Schweikert, Andy Biggs, and then rancher John Ladd. Next last next half hour will be ranting and raving. Like Grandpa Simpson yelling at clouds. Um, so Cantoni sent this out yesterday. Uh, teen girls experiencing record levels of sadness and suicide risk. And this is from the losers at the CDC. Uh, Matt, Matt, who runs the CDC again? What's her name? Rochelle Rochelle. Thank you. <laughs> to make sure. We still got to take... I, I know it, I'll, we gotta, I got to bring my gun with me, but we got to go to the Minsk and take a couple of selfies at the Minsk Hotel. Well, that's a dicey proposition <laughs> after being, doing this for the last year and a half. <sighs> this is my yeah, I see the news reports that come in. I don't know. May I think this will be a good one for photoshopping uh, us in. That's you know. true. It's like it's like everybody scolded uh, President Obama like just photoshop Air Force 1 over the Statue of Liberty instead of scaring the entire metropolitan NYC area. So we got to I'll go to I'll do the Google Earth picture of it. Oh, that's so when Dan, that, that was interesting. so Danny and I when we went to the Capitol uh, to to talk about Teresa Cullen being a, a, fo- a narrow focused no communication nutball, um, we saw an accident of some car running into the Google Earth car with all the cameras on it. I'd never seen that before. Literally two blocks from the uh, from the Capitol. We're like, so I don't I don't know if it was you know the car was going too slow because it was filming or whatever, but I think Google's got the money to take care of those people. So problems that we create for ourselves. Correct. Um, so according to this piece in the Wall Street Journal, this is from Tuesday, uh, Monday. Um, 
Nearly three out of five girls in the U.S. surveyed by the CDC report feelings of sadness and hopelessness, a 60% increase over the past decade. Though both high school girls and boys reported experiencing mental health challenges, girls are reporting a record high level of sexual violence, sadness, and suicide risk. Um, In 2021, 57% of high school girls reported experiencing persistent feelings of sadness and hopelessness in the past year compared to 36% 10 years before. Actually, I'd love to know. They only do this every 10 years. I'd love to know what it was before lockdown. 30% reported they seriously, 30% of high school girls reported they seriously considered attempting suicide in 2021, up from 19% years before, a few years before. CDC also found that 29% of high school boys exported similar feelings of sadness and hopelessness. Uh, 14% of high school boys reported having considered attempting suicide. Uh, They highlighted the problem of mental health among young people, especially girls. Uh, The data gathered from their biennial survey. Oh, so it is every other year. I'll have to go look at the the hardcore survey on this. adds to the evidence that suggesting the stresses and isolations and I can't believe they even said it the CDC so in their own survey about uh, teen hopelessness and suicide they actually acknowledge that the stresses isolation and loss from the COVID-19 pandemic worsened mental health issues among young people many of whom were already struggling um it was, uh, this is over 17,232 respondents. Um, among the teenagers surveyed, girls were more likely to experience sexual violence. 18% of girls found they experienced sexual violence in the past year, compared with 15% up in 2017. Um According to one of the doctors, they say, well, they say for every 10 teenage girls, at least one of them, probably more, have been raped. Wow. So let's talk about these numbers. So first of all, that the CDC even acknowledged that lockdowns and pandemics exacerbated the numbers. That's like surprisingly good that they would even do that, right? But here's the thing. So David Schweikert was talking about how his nerd from the Manhattan Project, you notice I slipped the Manhattan Project on him. He wasn't paying attention. I'm talking about the bomb places, and he's talking about the Manhattan Institute, right? It's a, as David, I can see David, what's well, a different kind of bomb, Chris? It's a financial bomb. It's a budget bomb, okay? So I'm going to keep saying a Manhattan Project. But, when it comes down to this story we're talking about now, and again, real quick, I'll do this on 30 seconds or less. We'll keep saying it over and over and over again. The narrow focus on zero COVID left amazingly uh, the, the amount of collateral damage that it caused 
was unbelievable. Right? So David saying that the guy, uh, Brian Riddell from the Manhattan Project, was disappointed that after he sent this out to all the major press in America about what's going on, when you look at the deficit hitting that $3 trillion number, that's and that's an easy chart that shows the deficit just piling down. He only got one press inquiry to talk about it from the entire country. So thank God Miss Toe did this story in the in the um, in the Wall Street Journal. Okay? Again, the Wall Street Journal showing why they're America's best newspaper. This should so think about this. This should be on CBS News at the top of the hour. That American teen teenage girls are possibly at their highest level of hopelessness and contemplation of suicide. Totally agree. That is big story. That is real deal stuff, right? But what's going to happen is if you're one of the classic lefty media people, and you're going to see this is from your vaunted CDC that this story this is based on. Right? The CDC that you all use to ruin a bunch of people's lives. Okay? But you can't do it because of this one dangerous sentence. Right? You're going to go through and go, you're, let's say you're a female reporter and you're going to see this and go, my God, this is a horrible story about teenage girls contemplating suicide. We should really, I mean, we, this, this, is, a, this is a really good story. We, we, we got to get this out. This is important. Right? And then you get to the dangerous sentence. Right? And the dangerous sentence has to do with the uh, part that says evidence suggesting stresses and isolation and loss during COVID-19 pandemic lockdowns worsen the mental health issues. That one sentence kills the story. And that's what's wrong with America. One of the well, not so. One of the big things wrong with America. So all of these, it, it, it always hit me. I remember Joe and I. Um, we were asked in the good days when we were when we were respectable. Uh, we were asked to host the um, MC the um, Youth on Their Own annual dinner. It was over at uh, Los Ventana Canyon, and. You know, so you want to show the supporters of youth on their own that their money has is making a difference, right? What you know, if I'm giving you this money, what do we, what do we, what's going, what what are we doing to you know improve society, whatever you're working on, right? And I do remember uh, the part that brought a little tear to this old, you know, this old craggy general here is when they showed these twenty two girls all in their early 20s, right, who were all graduated from college or, you know, Pima and or U of A or various things and where they were going next with their life, right? And think about it. There was 22 beautiful souls who were thrown out in the garbage by their parents or whatever was going on in life, right? So back to Christy Simone's All Souls Matter. Right? So when you look at the hell that we put these kids through, 
And I mean, think about so think about this. Pima County, so they did a story at the end of 2020 about the Pima County suicide rate. Have you noticed there's been no follow-up stories about suicide rate in Pima County? Because I'm sure they're uglier. Right? Got to be uglier. So, again, politics and pride. Right? There should be no Republican or Democrat way to blank. Right? Fix a road, enforce the law, and also try to create an environment that your kids aren't killing themselves at a above any anyone taking their own life is disgusting and horrible and i i'm sad that they get to that point but we have a we we have a pandemic of possible teen suicides going on let alone the people the kids that we put the uh, the stupid vaccine right so again this is why the press fails The CDC said that lockdowns are contributing to high rates of contemplated suicide amongst beautiful teenage souls. And it's not going to make the news. It should be all over the place. Uh, Rahina Romero and her stupid Twitter account where she wants to opine about everything except the crap going on in her own town. Right and show scary pictures of her and Felipe Garcia making stupid uh, faces at the gem show. Right? This should be leading the Twitter pages of Adelita Grijalva, um, Sadie Shaw, Regina Romero, Lane Santa Cruz, Nikki Lee, all of you who say you're some sort of, you're some sort of advocate for teenage girls. But your you and possibly your handlers are going to read the same story, and they go, "Oh, this could be. I could see uh, old little Nate Siegel for the old mayor. This would be a great thing for Rahina to get out on her Twitter page. Oh, he reads it and goes, oh, it blames lockdowns for it. Can't talk about that. So for pride and politics." The, the the girls and, and, and the the boys are a little higher too, but not as high as the girls. But the souls of teenage girls who are feeling tortured enough that they want to kill themselves will be ignored. And that is God darn disgusting. Eight forty seven in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson. Tomorrow we got U of A race kids coming in. Uh Aldo, who does the Spanish language uh picks with Mike in the in the paddock. He'll be here, and I forgot the name of the 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 the, the second person, but Aldo's a trip. Super. We're gonna bring him down to go see Gaston and Rolly too before right. it's over. Yeah. So he's gonna do maybe do a little double double duty tomorrow. So that'll be fun. Sean McCluskey will be here, and then a Food Friday. We're gonna be talking about Mardi Gras coming up next week. We're gonna have a little discussion of uh, kind of a Carnival, uh, you know, Shrove Tuesday, uh, global foods kind of thing. Be kind of fun. So. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. Hey, Thursday, excuse me, Thursday, Andy Taylor's birthday today, and uh, it's been a pretty wild show. Uh, let's. I got a couple of emails, but let's get to Barney real quick. He's been holding on. Barney, thanks for holding, sir. Sure. You said it really well about these teenagers. You know, the girls are outstripping the boys in the... Uh, in that category, and but both are horrible. But I can't help wondering 
how many, what percentage of these teenage girls have a supportive father living at home? And that's that a problem too. It's huge. So, and it was the lockdown, not the disease. So God help us, but thanks for being a mouthpiece. And one more quickie. I think it's the Epic Times that's by far the best newspaper in the United States. No, they do a good job, too. I agree. It's fabulous. All righty, bud. Thanks. Thanks, Barney. So Barney brings up this other part of it, right? I I, I focus, broken record, Chris, it's about lockdowns, right? But in the end, right, so let's just talk about the the, – so it's over 10 years, right, the malaise of what's gone on, right? So you have – social media has crushed these kids. Right, and we talk about uh, girls, right, and the uh, the dynamics of jealousy, right, and narcissism that is on full display on social media, right, and of course on social media, all half of these girls uh, Photoshop themselves, filter themselves, all these things. So there's this un- there's this unreality going on on social media. So I remember as a tourism guy years ago, I was at a governor's conference on tourism, and I remember they had some nerd who's some sort of social media fake Facebook expert talking about using social media to promote tourism, blah, 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 right? Important. And so he talked about a study that they did of the number one reason people post their pictures of their vacay, right? Number one reason is to make their friends jealous. So let's extrapolate that big word like delicatessen to us dears, right? We're going to extrapolate that over to just general life, right? So when a girl does the selfie with the little, the little, the little scrunched up face and bull crap, right? With all of her filters and photoshopping, that's not a girl power thing. It's a thing where she's mostly trying to make her friends feel bad about themselves. Right? I mean, it's human nature to make yourself feel better at the expense of others. So then we have that. Then, you know, Barney brings up, right, the disintegration of the American family. Right? And, you know, when I used to talk to Kevin Lehman before or whatever, uh, you know, he wrote a book about um, the, the relationship between mothers uh, well, mothers and sons. Import, un, you know, that, that bond is amazingly important. But the other way, it's fathers and daughters. Right? And so as you have an increasingly absent father uh, dynamic in a household, this gets worse and worse and worse. So I remember I had a soccer player, Lawrence, and I used to coach. She was amazingly talented. Great leg. She could pound a ball from 50 yards out. Run, play D. She was amazing. Mental wreck. Toughest kid I've ever had to coach. Because if you hardballed her, she cracked down and cried on you. If you were too light on her, she would just go off and ignore you. And it didn't matter what level you're at. There was always a breakdown, right? She could never stay consistently on task, right? So I was talking to a friend of mine who's a psych- family psychologist, and, I'm, and I was explaining this to him. And I said to him, he goes, let me ask you a question. What's the father situation? And I said, parents are divorced. Dad's a drunk. He's the guy who's supposed to come pick you up when it's raining outside and is drunk under a table and doesn't come pick you up. He goes, there you go. That's where you're at. And so this this situation we're talking about, right? So social media all the time. They're constantly looking at their phones. 
They're like Gollum with the Lord, the Ring of Power in the corner, and they just they just kind of the the thumb the thumb scroll really is like how Gollum used to pet the Ring of Power. Precious, my precious, right now you just thumb scroll. They're in the corner of their room. You see the you see the light shining in their eyes, right? They have the attention span of a cocker spaniel, puppy, ooh ball, right? And so when we see this, so you take that, uh, uh, you already have a dynamic that's deteriorating with these kids. And then you lock them down. You scare the hell out of them. Right? One of the, if there was a, um, a demographic that was most bulletproof to the coronavirus, it was the 15-year-old boy or girl. And you scared the hell out of them. I got that old Stephen King uh, commercial. Remember these two of the commercial? You go, hi, I'm Stephen King, and I'm here to scare the hell out of you. Um, Billy, number one, again, chief researcher, sent us a thing. Uh, I guess there's some dude who is running against the queen mayor in a Democrat primary. Really? I'm surprised Raul's... Uh, Raul's uh, union thugs don't go galuli on him before it's over. Um, his name is Francis Saita. Uh, age, he said, would not disclose. Good man. Retired educator and scientist. Ooh. Um, worked as a math teacher at Rincon. Rincon Rangers. Hey, r- math teacher at Rincon. Not a point of pride. Or Tucson High. I wonder if Eastside Tom, tell me if you know this guy, Francis Saita, biology, math instructor at Pima, received his doctorate of biological sciences from the University of Rhode Island, Kingston in 1970, my birth year. Uh, Saita's lived in Tucson for 10 years. He did run unsuccessfully for TUSD and the Pima County uh, Community College Board. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Oh, he sounds like the same. Oh, here we go. This guy, is, he, he could be worse than her. His priorities are evictions, homelessness, and the root cause of both, which is rent increases and predatory capitalism. Oh! What's Tim Steller going to do? They're both commies. My God. I can just see him. It's like that, it's like that meme with the two buttons, the red button guy and the guy sweating. Right, and it's Kami Rahina or Kami this guy, and little Timmy is like, "Oh my God, my hat feels really tight on my head." Matthew, thanks for a nice day. <laughs> see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, thanks to Andy Biggs, David Schweikert, and Rancher John Ladd, who was great. So, well, they were all great. Wake up.